Durham continues to expose Clinton's private spying network that targeted Trump and associates. Far from retreating, Durham keeps expanding on his claims about Hillary's private spies. By Brian Cates. Late on the afternoon of April 6th, the special counsel's office team led by prosecutor John Durham made a new filing, designated number 64 in the case file. And what a filing it was. Right after Durham first revealed in a filing two months ago that Clinton had been directing and funding what was literally her own private spy network surveilling Donald Trump and his close associates, the fake news media leaped to do damage control. Story after angry story appeared furiously asserting either that Durham had alleged no such thing about a private spying network targeting Trump, or if he had, that he was a crazy conspiracy theorist that needed to be quickly fired by Attorney General Merrick Garland. From Vanity Fair, conspiracy theories, you'll never believe it, but Hillary Clinton did not, in fact, spy on Trump's White House. In less breaking news, Donald Trump remains a moron. By Bess Levin, February 15th, 2022. From Mother Jones. Is John Durham deliberately stoking right-wing conspiracy theories? His latest filing is fueling Trumpian disinformation. By David Korn, Washington, D.C. Bureau Chief. But far from backing away from or downplaying the claim, despite the intense media criticism and pressure attempting to get him to moderate the allegations, Durham has used each subsequent filing in the Sussman case to double down and expand on it. Let's go over the main points of his latest filing, which you can read for yourself right here. Link in the article. Number 64 in United States v. Sussman, DDC 121CR00582. Exhibit A was filed under seal and only the judge and the two teams of attorneys can see it. Exhibit B, number 64, attention number two, United States v. Sussman. Exhibit three, number 64, attention number three in United States v. Sussman. Quote, Government's motion to compel the production of purported privileged communications withheld by non-party entities for in-camera inspection by the court. One, the United States of America, by and through its attorney, Special Counsel John H. Durham, respectfully moves this court to compel certain third parties to produce to the court for in-camera review certain communications which are currently being withheld from production, and the government's trial evidence based on asserted attorney-client privilege and work product protections, as set forth in greater detail below, Privilege logs and other non-privileged materials produced to the government to date raise questions concerning the validity, scope, and extent of the privilege assertions being made here. While the government necessarily lacks complete information and therefore has drawn no final conclusions in this regard, the government respectfully submits that it is appropriate for the court to conduct an in-camera review of certain limited documents 
in order to resolve these issues and ensure that only legitimately privileged and or attorney work product protected communications and testimony be withheld from the otherwise admissible evidence and testimony that is presented to the jury at trial. The government respectfully requests this review because, among other reasons, one, non-party entities, the Democratic National Committee, DNC, Hillary for America, HFA, the entity referred to in the indictment as the U.S. investigative firm, and the law firm referred to in the indictment as Law Firm 1, have all withheld and or redacted documents and communications that the government otherwise might seek to admit at trial based on an apparent theory that political opposition research and or public relations work conducted by the U.S. investigative firm at the behest of those entities falls within the legitimate scope of attorney-client privilege and work product protections. They have done so despite the fact that almost all of these materials appear to lack any connection to actual or expected litigation or the provision of legal advice. In fact, of the 1,455 documents withheld by U.S. investigative firm, only 18 emails and attachments involve an attorney. End quote. The main filing, designated as Durham, number 64, is about this. The Democratic part, the Democratic National Committee, Hillary Clinton, and all her campaign folks, Fusion GPS, Perkins Coie, New Star, Georgia Tech researchers involved in this case, are all arguing to the court that they shouldn't have to unredact documents already provided to the special counsel or turn over other documents by invoking attorney-client privilege. Just by itself, Fusion GPS is claiming they can't turn over 1,455 documents because of the attorney-client privilege issue. Durham counters this claim by pointing out that only 18 emails and attachments out of the 1,455 have an attorney involved at all. Back to the filing. Two, during the relevant time period in 2016 and continuing until at least in or around 2021, Individuals currently or previously affiliated with the U.S. investigative firm, HFA, and or law firm 1, intentionally failed to maintain requisite confidentiality over materials and communications arising from their work relating to the 2016 U.S. presidential election and therefore did not legitimately avail themselves of, or have subsequently waived, the protections of the attorney-client privilege and or work product doctrines." End quote. Try to imagine this. Glenn Simpson and Peter Fritsch are having Fusion GPS's legal team argue to Judge Christopher Cooper that they have a right to withhold these 1,455 documents from Durham because they're confidential work product produced for a client. Durham points out this nonsense since Fusion GPS was giving most of this work product to the news media, or to federal agencies. And this means they, and I quote, failed to maintain requisite confidentiality over materials and communications arising from their work relating to the 2016 U.S. presidential election and therefore did not legitimately avail themselves of or have subsequently waived the protections of the attorney-client privilege and or work product doctrines, end quote. My funny take 
on this argument could be summed up this way. Fusion GPS's Glenn Simpson says, My God, Judge, I can't give this Steele dossier-related document to the special counsel. It's privileged work product as part of my contract with Hillary Clinton, the DNC, and Perkins Coie. To which Judge Cooper responds, That's funny. You had no problem showing it to a reporter from ABC News. So I do not have a problem with the special counsel seeing it. Back to the filing. Quote, Three, in connection with this investigation and the pending trial in this case, the DNC and HFA have asserted attorney-client privilege and or work product protections over communications solely between a technology executive, referred to in the indictment as Tech Executive 1, and a person from the U.S. investigative firm whom the government has subpoenaed to testify at trial, despite the fact that no one from either the DNC or HFA is copied on certain of these communications. Tech Executive One's counsel has also claimed privilege over these communications, even though Tech Executive One did not retain and was not retained by the U.S. investigative firm, end quote. The DNC and HFA are also trying to hide documents by invoking attorney-client privilege over certain communications between Joffe and a particular person at Fusion GPS that Durham has subpoenaed to testify at Sussman's trial. This person is very likely one of Fusion's co-founders, Glenn Simpson or Peter Fritsch. What's weird about this is that Durham notes that nobody from the DNC or HFA is involved in any of these communications between Jaffe and this Fusion GPS person. Fusion, the DNC and HFA, are not law firms. Who was the attorney giving privileged counsel here? Jaffe's lawyer is also claiming attorney-client privilege over Jaffe's communications with this mystery Fusion person, even though Fusion never hired Jaffe. Jaffe was hired by Perkins Coie. Back to the filing. Point three, on or about March 22nd, 2021, as a part of its grand jury investigation, the special counsel's office served a grand jury subpoena on U.S. investigative firm. As relevant here, the subpoena requested relevant materials related to, among other things, quote, non-privileged records involving law firm one, the defendant, or any other lawyers and correspondence with or among commuter researchers, computer researchers regarding these data and allegations, end quote, concerning allegations of one, a purported secret communications channel between the Trump Organization and Russian Bank One, and two, use of Russian phone provider One Phones by Donald Trump and or individuals affiliated with Donald Trump in a subsequent subpoena served on or about July 9th, 2021, the special counsel's office requested that U.S. investigative firm produce non-privileged records concerning documents and or agreements relating to the retention of U.S. investigative firm by the DNC and HFA, end quote. Durham's federal grand jury continued to work in absolute secrecy as it issued subpoenas in both March and July of 2021 to Fusion GPS for all records relating to its work on the Alpha Bank hoax. Note how in the subpoenas they specifically ask about the 
use Russian phone provider one phones by Donald Trump and people affiliated with him. That's a direct link to the updated Alpha Bank hoax that Sussman handed off to the CIA on February 2nd, 2017, the updated version that contained the allegations about Trump and his associates using Russian phones in close proximity to the White House. Quote from the filing. Point four. Since receiving service of these subpoenas, U.S. investigative firm through counsel has complied with the subpoena and produced relevant documents on a rolling basis. In doing so, however, the U.S. investigative firm has withheld approximately 1,455 documents that are responsive to the subpoenas based on claims of attorney-client privilege and attorney work product protections. For most of the responsive documents, the privilege log contains explains that the reason for withholding is because they contain research prepared at the direction of Law Firm 1 in anticipation of litigation and for the purpose of providing legal advice. The vast majority of the entries reflect communications with no lawyer listed as a sender, recipient, or copied party, end quote. While slowly rolling out most of what Durham's grand jury had subpoenaed, Fusion balked at turning over a last 1,445 documents and claimed attorney-client privilege as their excuse for not turning them over. As mentioned earlier, of these 1,445 documents, only 18 of them have a lawyer involved in them, and it's not even clear if the lawyer was dispensing any legal advice in any of these documents that would qualify them for privilege. If you're going to claim attorney-client privilege, it helps to have an actual lawyer involved in the communications or the creation of the documents. While they were hired by a law firm, Durham is pointing out that Perkins Coie lawyers were not giving Fusion employees any kind of legal advice for court cases or things like that. They were directing the firm in its efforts to manufacture Trump-Russia hoaxes, like the Steele dossier. Back to the filing, quote, point five. The government similarly served one or more grand jury subpoenas covering records involving the same or similar subject matters to the DNC, HFA, Law Firm One, Tech Executive One, and certain companies with which Tech Executive One is or was affiliated. The DNC, HFA, Law Firm One, and the aforementioned companies have made productions of documents with accompanying privilege logs. Tech Executive One, however, continually has asserted his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination over any responsive documents within his personal possession, custody, or control. 6. On September 16, 2021, the government issued grand jury subpoenas to Law Firm One and the U.S. investigative firm requiring them to produce in redacted form the documents previously listed on privilege logs compared by counsel, prepared by counsel for those entities so that such documents would be available for admission into evidence at any trial in this matter. Those entities subsequently produced the requested documents with redactions." End quote. What's interesting about the final two points of this section is that Jaffe is the center of an entire slew of grand jury subpoenas. He had extensive communications with the DNC, HFA, Perkins Coie, Fusion, and various cyber companies. That he's a key central player is beyond dispute. 
And I suspect we can already see, thanks to what Durham has revealed thus far, in this case, what it is that makes Joffe a central player to Hillary Clinton's scheme to vilify Donald Trump with fake Russia collusion smears. The biggest secret of all these people that they were determined to hide from the special counsel was that Joffe was quarterbacking a privately funded and directed joint venture targeting Trump and his close associates for illegal spying. And the private spying wasn't just going on at Trump Tower or his Park West apartment building. It was imperative that the private spying, having breached the White House itself once Trump was sworn in and took up residence there, remain hidden forever. Try to imagine how all these people freaked out on getting these subpoenas and they realize what Durham already knew and is seeking documentary confirmation of. Jaffe himself has never said one word, apparently. From the start, Durham notes that Jaffe has repeatedly asserted his Fifth Amendment right. Back to the filing. Point eight. Still, the privilege, if it exists, is neither absolute nor inviolable. Quote, Thus, where there are close calls, the court will put a thumb on the scales in favor of narrow construction of the elements of the privilege, end quote. United States v. Singal, 800F SUP 2D16 DDC 2011. For example, when a client abuses the system by consulting an attorney for the purpose of furthering criminal or fraudulent activity, the attorney-client privilege is overcome by the crime-fraud exception, and such information loses its protected status. In such circumstances, the value to society of encouraging attorney-client communications is outweighed by the costs of probative evidence foregone. In re-grand jury proceedings, 183 F3D 7176, First Circuit, 1991. End quote. In the next section of this filing, the special counsel goes over the applicable federal law on attorney-client privilege, and he quickly brings up the crime-fraud exception. When you involve your lawyer in the planning of or the commission of a crime, all the counselor advice or communications with that lawyer loses all of its protected status. Hillary Clinton used her lawyers for her dirty work for so long she thought she'd always get away with it. I believe she made a mistake born of fear. She, she could see how that email server scandal was hurting her lifelong ambition to be president. And then the DNC emails were published and that hurt her even worse with her own base. When her campaign staff approached her with the plan to vilify Trump with fake Russia smears as a means of distracting the public from her own scandal, she approved it because she saw it as a way to get the advantage back. She assumed the same old attorney-client privilege defense would work just as it always had, even though she was directing her campaign's own law firm and its general counsel to directly participate in a scheme to invent fake hoaxes and approach federal agencies with them. 
but she'd never gone up against anybody like John Durham. And now she's caught. Back to the filing, quote, point 17. As an initial matter, the DNC and HFA's claims of privilege over communications involving the U.S. investigative firm's work for those entities during the 2016 presidential election would appear to stretch and potentially contravene the appropriate bounds of the attorney-client privilege. The government does not dispute that the U.S. investigative firm conducted opposition research regarding Trump's purported ties to Russia at the behest of the Clinton campaign and the DNC through a retention agreement with law firm One, but in doing so, the U.S. investigative firm was not primarily providing or supporting expertise relating to legal advice. Instead, it appears that the investigative firm's primary, if not sole, function was to generate opposition research materials that the firm then shared widely with members of the media, the U.S. State Department, the Department of Justice, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, members of Congress, and others. These efforts resulted in numerous media articles and reports in the period before and after the U.S. presidential election, perhaps most notably the U.S. investigative firm retained a United Kingdom-based investigator, UK Person 1, who compiled information and reports that became a widely known dossier containing allegations of purported coordination between Trump and the Russian government. The firm also drafted one of the white papers that the defendant provided, end quote. Apparently, up until now, the Clintons and their cronies had gotten away with claiming attorney-client privilege over discourse that had absolutely nothing to do with a lawyer giving a client actual legal advice or counsel. Hillary for America didn't have their general counsel and his law firm hire the services of Fusion GPS or Rodney Joffe so that they could give them legal advice. It was done as cover. They were using the lawyers as middlemen to funnel the money and the directions to the foot soldiers on the ground doing the dirty grunt work in constructing these two main Trump-Russia collusion hoaxes. Quote, FEC fines Clinton campaign DNC for spending on steel dossier to damage Trump in 2016. End quote. Remember, the FEC just fined HFA and the DNC for illegally hiding their payments to Fusion GPS by laundering the money through Perkins Coie. Something that only helps both Durham and Donald Trump make their cases for a RICO criminal conspiracy. Durham in criminal court and Trump in the civil court down there in Florida. Durham has completely exposed this illegal money laundering strategy and is preemptively nullifying it before the trial begins on May 16th. Sussman and Elias weren't functioning as lawyers to Glenn Simpson, Christopher Steele, Igor Danchenko, Chuck Dolan, Rodney Joppe. Their job wasn't legal advice. Instead, they were there as supervisors of a criminal scheme where their job was handling the money, and giving directions. Another point Durham makes in this filing, it wasn't just 
Glenn Simpson and Christopher Steele at Fusion sharing the fake Trump-Russia collusion hoaxes with the federal agencies and the media. Hillary's own lawyers at Perkins Coie were also doing that. The moment Sussman handed the Alpha Bank white papers and thumb drives to James Baker at the FBI and to the two as yet unidentified CIA officials, everything along the back trail of those white papers and thumb drives, all the meetings about their creation, all the text messages traded back and forth, all the emails and memoranda and billing records instantly lost any concealment privileges they might have ever had. Hillary Clinton thought it was super smart to have a lawyer do the handoff of the end result of a criminal conspiracy to the FBI. Because she thought if this ever came to light, the fact that Sussman and Elias were her campaign's lawyers would enable her to use attorney-client privilege to hide the truth. But those people are stupid. How can this be attorney-client privileged stuff if all the people involved in both firms, Fusion GPS and Perkins Coie, are giving their work product to the FBI, CIA, the State Department, the DOJ, as well as multiple news media outlets like Salon, Mother Jones, the New York Times, etc.? Good luck trying to make that argument in court. Back to the filing. Quote, perhaps most notably, the U.S. investigative firm, retained a United Kingdom-based investigator, UK Person 1, who compiled information and reports that became a widely known dossier containing allegations of purported coordination between Trump and the Russian government. The firm also drafted one of the white papers that the defendant provided to the FBI General Counsel in their meeting on September 19, 2016. That white paper, which is attached hereto as Exhibit B, provided an overview of the parent company of Russian Bank One and described its purported ties to Russian government officials and certain U.S. persons and entities. End quote. Oh, I hadn't noticed this before. Is this new? Durham is saying that investigative firm One, which is Fusion GPS, drafted one of the Alpha Bank's hoax white papers that Sussman gave to FBI General Counsel James Baker in that September 19, 2016 meeting they had at FBI headquarters. I think it had been assumed up until now that Sussman and Jaffe and the GT, Georgia Tech researchers, were the ones who came up with all the Alpha Bank hoax white papers and thumb drive. Now, Durham is showing that fusion played a direct role not only in the Steele dossier hoax, but also in the Alpha Bank hoax. The white paper that Fusion drafted and that Sussman handed to Baker is Exhibit B of today's filing. Back to the filing. Quote, Point 18. Any analysis for the purpose for lawyer-client relationship naturally must begin with applicable retention agreements. Here, in April 2015, HFA engaged Law Firm One and Campaign Lawyer One to provide, quote, legal counseling and representation of HFA in connection to its legal affairs, including the Federal Election Commission and other regulatory requirements and general organizational and compliance matters, end quote. The HFA agreement also covered legal services related to, quote, state election matters and preparation for post-election recounts and contests, end quote. 
In or about October 2015, the DNC and the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee engaged Law Firm One to provide legal advice in connection with the, quote, Federal Election Commission and other regulatory requirements and general organizational and compliance matters, end quote. Neither agreement even mentioned opposition research, public, re public relations strategy, or similar services as included within its scope, end quote. Durham here is pointing out that in the contract where HFA hired Perkins Coie and retained Elias as its general counsel, nowhere in that contract is opposition research mentioned. You don't hire lawyers to do opposition research any more than you hire them to do public relations or marketing for you. You hire an opposition research firm, a public relations firm, or a marketing firm. Durham is again calling out HFA for trying to shield the actual opposition research firm it hired, Fusion GPS, by insisting its lawyers were also doing opposition research. As you can see, far from backing off the claim that Hillary Clinton was funding and directing her own private network of cyber spies targeting Donald Trump as candidate and then president, Durham is expanding the evidence for it. He's making it crystal clear where this investigation is headed. As for the coming indictments, my prediction is this. You'll see Durham indict all the ground floor private contractors first, and then work his way up the pyramid from the base to the peak. The order of indictments will look like this. One. Perkins Coie, Sussman, Elias. Fusion, Simpson and Fritch. Orbis Business Intelligence, LLC. Steele, Danchenko, Chuck Dolan. New Star, Joffe, the Georgia Tech researchers. Two, the Clinton campaign. Hillary Clinton, Robbie Mook, Jake Sullivan, several others. Three, the FBI, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, several others. Four, the DOJ, Sally Yates, Loretta Lynch, several others. Five, the Obama White House, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Susan Rice, others. The fake news media can cry about it and try to spin it as much as they like. The one thing they can't do is stop John Durham from exposing and prosecuting it all. And you can quote me on that. <laughs>